Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Monday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out right here on a Monday edition. Boone, good morning. Uh, it's cold, but it's not raining. That's a big plus, Wayne. We had enough rain to do for a while. River's up. Yeah, we need to need to back off the rain a little bit. <laughs> Just dried up. Well, it's cold enough now. It might not be rain if it started coming down. There's some truth to that. But uh, hope you've been doing well. Hope the weekend served you well. The, a lot to be watched over the weekend. You had XFL, Daytona 500, or what was hoping to be the Daytona 500. And then uh, and then you also had uh, Tennessee basketball, Tennessee Lady Vols basketball. Uh, I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. Those weren't going to be our highest moments of the weekend. Nah, they were they were really crucial games, and of course you're looking to the NCAA's. You're trying to predict, and we've uh, we both worked ourselves in kind of a tight spot here, haven't we, Wayno? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's less than ideal. That's that's my that's my go-to phrase. Less than ideal, and that's what I would call uh, both both the situation. The Lady Vols are on a four-game losing streak. That's uh, not. Not what we were looking for. They actually need to win the last four games uh, just to just to probably get that first first round bye in the SEC tournament. I mean, they need it. Yeah, when you slide for four, it tends to be a, a confidence thing, a little bit mental, and you have it there in front of you, and not much wiggle room. And you got to hand it that A and M coach. He was uh, he was full of strategy there at the end. He kind of told us what he did. I, I think the way we played, we handed him enough on Sunday. Yeah, true that. But, but Boone, a lot of cool things happened over the weekend in spite of all that. Uh, a couple things that want to talk about that were really cool, and then one that's just an open discussion kind of that's been going back and forth since the, the news broke of the sign stealing. Uh, one – did you see where the NBA renamed the uh, MVP award in the All-Star game, the Kobe Bryant MVP award? Pretty big. Uh, they wanted to show some impact and leave his shadow on things, didn't they? I, I thought it was a great move. You, you know, you think of how do you do you rename, you know, the Western Conference trophy after him? Do you name the, the NBA championship trophy? That's probably not going to happen. Uh, are you going to name the, the actual league MVP? I think this is the greatest one because it's an all-stars all-star. When all the, the, the money's on the table, when you've got the best of the best right there, you're you're acknowledging this person's better than the rest. And I, and I think that's cool. That's a, that's a good spot for that to be. Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily change the fabric of, of league play, you know, like the conferences and the, and the championship, but it puts him in perspective – that uh, in all things, uh, he was a he was a consummate pro. So uh, I think uh, I think it's a great uh, acknowledgement. I think it's good for the league. I think you know kudos to Adam Silver. You know he he's made some calculated moves that are really good. 
since his time at being being the head of the the NBA. But uh, I I just like that they've they've made it a point uh, to to remember him and and the it was good that Magic came out and kind of made that made that call. So uh, I think it's a really good move. Now, is this you saying it's cool because of the MVP of the All Stars, or did they actually say that? What do you mean? I mean, I like the fact that that you made that connection. Uh, he certainly is. Oh the, no, I just said that. They didn't say the All Stars. Yeah, All Star. Uh, I, I really do wonder, though. That's a good observation if, if they actually thought that because he he is that certainly big type of caliber to do that and be recognized that way. But I thought that was really cool. And so from now on, it will be the Kobe Bryant uh, All Star Game MVP. Uh, so that's that's cool, and that's a good recognition. Uh, also, over the weekend yesterday, the Daytona 500, the Great American Race, the Super Bowl of NASCAR, uh, all the great, you know, I guess taglines that you can put with it, uh, added a new one, uh, presidential stop in 2020. Did you see that? Yeah, uh, first time since uh, President Bush. Yeah, you, you know, it's funny, there's been four, Here, here's a, here's a little teaser for you, and I bet you can get them all. Because you're that guy, but uh, there's been four presidents that have uh, have been to a Daytona 500. Do you know who all four of them are? And you know two of them already. So, well, or let me back up. I don't know that that's necessarily true as far as Daytona 500 that have been to Daytona. Because one of them was not the Daytona 500. So I've got two out of the three. Yeah. Well, which Bush are you saying? Um, I was saying uh, junior. W. W. <laughs> they tend to, uh, the say-so, the gimme on it is they tend to be conservative race car fans, not really far liberal. Um, I would guess it would be either Reagan or Bush and Bush and then uh, Trump. Reagan or Bush? Bush. You you got me lost in the bush. Sorry, <laughs> I'm still in the bush. <laughs> Were both bushes there? But yes, yeah. It was that was the the kind of uh, the trick, I guess, of the of the question is it was Reagan at the Firecracker 400 when uh, when Richard Petty won his 200th race. It was George H W Bush um, back in I think 93. It was um, Junior Bush. Uh, there early in uh, in his time in the White House, and then Trump yesterday. But Trump was the first to ever be the Grand Marshal and say, "Gentlemen, start your engines." And he by far was the first one to ever pace the field in uh, in what is known as the Beast. Did you know that? Did you know that his motorcade was called the Beast? I did not. You know why it's called the Beast? No idea. You're, well, if you didn't know it was called that, I guess you wouldn't have known <laughs> why it was called that. So. Three three big points that they pointed out, and they had all this planned. And I thought I thought Fox did a really good job of kind of giving you some background. So one, the car looks funny. It's a Cadillac and it's a limousine, but it looks funny. It's on a it's on a truck chassis, so they put it on there. I guess so. If things get hairy, you can get off road and do some things with it if you need to. Two, it's twenty two thousand pounds, like. Two two zero zero zero. That's the a big beast. The average NASCAR car is twenty seven hundred. The average Dodge is about six thousand. So anyway, uh, 
That's one thing. The glass is eight inches thick or five inches thick, and the metal on the side of it is eight inches thick because it's pretty much bulletproof. It's a Brinks truck in a Cadillac. Wow, they uh... and it got and it couldn't keep uh, track speed, so it had to stay at the bottom of the track because if you don't get to seventy miles an hour on that thirty-one degree banking, it goes. Like all that protective weight, huh? Yeah. Well, I guess it's either that or don't have windows in it, and they'd prefer to have windows. So, uh, yeah. But uh, I thought it was great. I thought he did a lot of great things, and, and and you know it was so funny. It was like a rock concert when he got out because he gets out. Him and Melania, they get out to do the gentleman start your engines right, and they had spoken and done some other things. But he kind of gets out, and, and and he does. He he's just really good here lately. Like he's put his game face on the last like month. He says the right things. He's presidential, and he's really like just pretty much shaking his hand in the in the face of the opponent. But um, he gets there and he says, "The Grand Marshal of the Great American Race, Donald, or President of the United States, Donald J. Trump." And it kind of goes pause, and it gets so quiet, and you hear one voice go, "We love you, Trump." <laughs> it was the funniest oh. thing. That's like that's a movie. Line. I mean, it, well, I mean, it's flat out like a rock concert. And then he, uh, you, you know, he proceeds to say, "Gentlemen, start your engines." And uh, and then they talk to talk to him in the in the infield, and and he's talking to the reporter. And they said, "What what made you want to come to the Daytona 500?" He said, "Well, you know, I'm about you know I'm about you know being 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 really good at something." And he said, "You know, this is dangerous." He said, "This is cool. This is." You know, of all the safety things they've put in, of all the things like that, it's still 43 cars going over 200 miles an hour. You know, it's still it's still Daytona. It's still two-and-a-half-mile track, 500 miles in a race. He said, it's it's America. He said, and I just, I thought, man, if if nothing else, uh, he's done he's done what he needed to do right there. And then he shakes her hand, and I thought that was that's a moment. You know, people need to recognize that, that he wasn't the the womanizing Trump that everybody wants to put him out there as. Right then, he was really good with that with that reporter. And then, you know, I'm cool if that's the end of the day, right? You know, him he get in and and just fly on out of there. Which, by the way, Air Force One was just chilling over there, uh, waiting waiting to leave. But uh, President Trump also says, you know, let's pace this uh, pace this first lap. And so that big motorcade does that and. Uh, they say that maybe Daryl Waltrip, that was kind of his little doing. Because they kind of talked to Daryl Waltrip about being in the presidential, where, where he was going to be sitting to watch the race and stuff like that. And some people say that Daryl Waltrip might have had a little little hand in making that, that cool decision. Like, hey, won't you pace the field in that big motorcade? It, the whole idea, it sounds hilarious and just... The the good old country boys would eat that up. I mean, you talk about conversation material, and you can tell Fox was really wanting to help old old DJT out, old Donald J. Uh, he uh, at the end of the the motorcade, he grabs an official radio, you know, because there's official radios that can just hit a button and they talk to all 43 drivers. And he he you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, "Hey, all the drivers, this is President Trump. I want you to know I'm proud of you. Be safe." Have a good race, and you know, and what have you. And I'm just like, he just gained 43 votes right there, like guaranteed. Not to mention the hundred thousand that were probably going to vote for him already in the stands. What was uh, Tennis 
roughly around a hundred thousand or that's in the that's in the grandstands. The grandstand was sold out at a hundred and one thousand and some change, but they also sold infield. They said there was over two hundred thousand people there. Awesome. My wife my wife Laura, she said she said, I'm a little nervous. She said that's a little uh that's a little open. You know, that's for him to jump out there. I was like, Laura, if if he's ever gonna be in an environment where everybody likes him, he's probably there yesterday. Yeah, they, they, it's a more dangerous environment going to the house of representatives. Oh yeah, <laughs> very but, hostile. Anyway, anyway, but I thought it was cool between the Kobe Bryant Award ceremony, uh, Donald J doing the the NASCAR thing, and and unfortunately it gets rained out. It would have been nice, you know, if they were racing when Air Force One kind of kind of took off because he didn't stay the whole race, of course, but. Um, he didn't have any rain when he was going through his ceremony, did he? No, no. That's cool. Lucky what that is. But uh, then there was other things. There was XFL this weekend, Boone. I don't know if you you got to catch any of that, but I have uh, I've secured my fandom, and if anybody's interested in that, just hang on. It's going to be a topic here later in the show, and, um, and I can tell you why. Because there was some good football. Uh, there was some football from teams I was interested in that I didn't like. And there was football from this one that just, it just seemed to, to fit right, just feels good. So we'll talk about that sometime down in the show. But, but Boone, another piece that continues to be, be kind of a moment, and, and we may talk a little bit with Jeff tomorrow as well about this, but Rob Manfred continually has to, to I don't know, defend his decision on this Astros sign-stealing scandal uh, that that's come down. Um, a lot of people want the players to be punished. I don't know that I have an opinion there. And then a lot of people want the World Series to be taken from them. I I have an opinion there. But here's my here's my thought. And you tell me if you think I'm wrong. Rob Manfred's kind of in a catch twenty two. This situation can't he can't win. If he takes away you know if he takes away the World Series. I mean, one, whoop-de-doo. I mean, it's not going to take away any of the memories that any of those guys had or what have you. But if he punishes the players, he better he better mark this in stone because this is going to be the only time he ever catches anybody doing anything because nobody's ever going to tell on anybody ever again. I mean, that's my opinion, especially now that he said he wasn't going to and then if he reverts on that and then punishes players, he's going. everybody's going to be like, nope, didn't see a thing, didn't hear a thing. No, I'd rather not help you. I got something better to do today, because that's just that's just the 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 situation. He would set a precedent to do that. And then on the other side, I completely agree with him not taking the World Series away, because I don't know. I, I feel like at a professional level, uh, that would be very NCAA of him. Does that make sense? I, I think I think you know. You, Okay, you put an asterisk next to it, you take it away, what have you. It doesn't change the season. It doesn't affect the the memories that were made. And ultimately, it doesn't impact what money these players got from being great players in free agency. So I, I think it's a mute point. I think it would just be to, to suffice a fan here or there. I think there's a movement to move ahead, show your control, throw in new rules, uh, not go back, single out individuals. But there's so many different ways you could go with it. I mean, they're obviously going to announce some things they're going to do with the camera and 
we found the root cause. We've rooted out the evil. And here's the best scenario to go with it. But just just a weird, weird year when you look back at it. And I thought you hit the nail on the head when um, you pretty much alluded to. It's really strange when no home team can secure the victory. And you're um, – does Chance do that alone? Are, are they uh, trying to uh, – make even shots there by kind of uh, favoring the Nationals. I know a lot of people wouldn't want to go that way. but Yeah, I, I think there's two ways to think of it. I think, one, they did take a championship away from the Astros. It was a 2019 championship. Some people could argue that, but I think they did. Like you said, I, I, I was really kind of – me, you, Freddie Baseball was kind of perplexed because no home team could get it done. I think they said – Houston, if you're going to win this thing, you better do it on the road. And they tried and almost did it. But they, they didn't have enough games on the road to get it done. And uh, because you, you're not going to use your technology, you're not going to win at home. That's how this is going to go because we're about to break the fact that you guys cheated a few years ago. But uh, And then also, I I don't know. I'm a, I'm a do-what-you-say-you're-going-to-do kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? That's what I can respect. And Rob Manfred, they, they kind of released some some statements he had back in, in 2017 when the Apple Watch scenario was coming out. You remember that? Yeah. When I, I think it was the Red Sox or whatever. They had Apple Watches in the in the dugout, and it was the 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 opportunity was there for sign stealing at that point. You know what I'm saying? And he pretty much said, you know, here's the here's the situation. You guys have Apple Watches in the dugout, we catch you coach general manager are going to get the the major hits because you guys are the leaders of this ball club well they go away blah 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 it comes back what's rob manfred do bam aj hinch is gone bam general manager's gone to me he did what he said he was going to do and people are busting him on it why wasn't it a big deal back then you know what i'm saying so i no i like i think rob manfred did what he needed to do he he hurt the the institution that is the Houston Astros and not because it's just like Penn State. You remember when, when the whole Penn State thing came down, Joe Paterno, all of a sudden they put him on NCAA probation. There wasn't a kid on that on that team right there that deserved to have that, that asterisk on them because they weren't part of the deal. It's just like the Houston Astros right now. Now, Jose Altuve, Bregman, those guys, they were there. Maybe maybe there's an, there's an avenue there. But – there's certain kids that are on that team that they're like, why should I have to lose games because of what they did? Well, guilty by association. Well, yeah, actually, it's guilty by trade association because yeah. they they just went where the money was. But I don't know. I, I think they're all good conversations, but I, I guess I was just going to weigh in that I, I thought I thought Manfred did what he needed to do. I think he he took the, the, the draft picks away from them. I mean, I think ultimately, fundamentally, that's going to hurt that franchise. And I still say that they took the 2019 championship away from them because it just it, – it's too – it's too uh, – I don't know. It's too – it's too by chance that that would happen for it not to be on purpose. You know, in, in the future, Wayno, there could be some really interesting best-selling books out – where you really go back and you introduce specific details that happened at specific times. Oh. And batters get up there and they talk about how close the pitches were and the umpires 
went a certain way. Yeah, you could call it I saw the sign. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's going to be the conspiracy theory that, that's just not going to go away. And we're going to be talking about it. The guy's really in there close. I bet they could really make a book interesting when, when one comes out here that addresses that topic. Or a made-for-TV movie. 30 for, 30 for 30 coming their way. You never know. All right, well, let's take a quick break, listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about how the Vols and the Lady Vols did not have a great weekend, how they let one go, one in South Carolina and one right here in Knoxville. We'll talk about those two games on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com, Rocky Top Sports. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. El Jimador Mexican Grill. Authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Did you know most employers consider soft skills as important as the skills it takes to do a job? Soft skills include things like attitude, communication, teamwork, motivation, and time management. You can take your career to the next level by taking free soft skill classes at the Blunt County Public Library. Find complete class schedule and registration information at www.bluntchamber.com. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Got golf? iguanifarmsgolf.com 970-7132 This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind not in its normal programming, if you can't make that 6-7 to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, 
thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Gracie's Restaurant is a spot for fine home cooking. Today's special is chicken and dressing, just like Grandma's house except you don't have to do the dishes. Gracie's Restaurant, 766 East Lincoln Road in Maryville, 984-7117 or online at gracieshomecooking.com. Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, shiftprinting at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKBL studios right here on Rocky Top Sports. I'm Lynn Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out right here on a Monday edition. Boone, the the Vols went to South Carolina looking to have a strong finish to this 2020 season. And uh, the Gamecocks played ugly, played loose, and then ultimately sent us home with a loss, 63-61, a finale that left something to be desired if you were big Orange fans. And just quite frankly, uh, we let it slip away. A, a lead that we've, we maintained most of the afternoon in spite of just some ugly play. Uh, Tennessee was unable to close. South Carolina made the shots when they needed to. Knocked down free throws that they hadn't made all night to separate from the Vols and get the 63-61 to 61 victory. Boone, in a synopsis, uh, I said – I. I told Laura Saturday night, I said, we just didn't have anybody that wanted it that bad. And and, and that, that saddens me to say, and it's young players and it's whatever, but uh, I was going to get on my high horse a little bit this morning, and I've thought better of it. Um, it made me mad that nobody wanted the basketball right there at the end. And and I'm going to point out who it was. It was Jordan Bowden. To me, when he hot potatoed that ball right there at the end, he needs to want to take that shot. And the fact that he didn't, um, maybe it was drawn up that way. Maybe it was called that way. But uh, I, I thought he, I thought he passed the buck a little bit there at the end. He, the leader on the floor, who should be the leader on the floor, um, didn't want that shot. So I thought Tennessee let it go. Uh, I thought South Carolina played bad enough to lose. I thought we played bad enough to win. But at the same rate, you know. At the when you're at their place, you've got to do some things to to shut the door. And I felt like we we not only didn't shut the door, uh, I don't even know that we made it on the floor mat. Jordan Bowden's going to be the one senior we lose, Wayno, and he did defer to James on that last shot. He's he's got to get more confidence. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw this out here: if he does not pick up his game in the next six weeks. He's going to go into his post-volunteer life having nightmares and being angry at himself because he did not have the courage. For, forget 
forget the fact that we we had no conclusive evidence that they changed your three to a two. Uh, don't let your mind jump way out in the front. If I do this, referees are going to do that. He he also, uh, I know in my opinion, uh, he dribbled up to Viscovi and basically forced like a, a double team. And Disco, Viscovi was left with like no other option. Oh, here I am. I, well, I have to split these two guys. And when you start trying to dribble between two guys, that's a recipe for a turnover. He's he's uh, he being Jordan. He's got to get it together and just just say, look, I've only got six more games regular season. Go for it. Isn't that the old uh, just do it? That's what I'm trying to think of the Nike oh, commercial. Oh, Nike there. Just do it. Don't let the voices get inside your head. Have the courage, and, and let's let's ride off in the sunset, and not leave all these skeletons behind, and, and wishing the rest of your life you'd have done better. I mean, get that confidence and go with it. You know, I and, and a lot of people are going to go back to well, there were some costly calls at the end of the game that that could have changed things. I don't think any of those calls costed twenty turnovers. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think the the passing the buck there at the end was part of those bad calls. You know, I, I think I think we let everything get in our head. We were on the road and, and for once the noise got into it got into us. You know, and, and you know, maybe maybe give South Carolina a little credit. Defensively they, they kinda stymied uh Viscovi. He had seven points on thirty one minutes, so the not his best outing, uh, even not a really good outing uh for him. But John Fulkerson had him a night. Career high twenty five points, had a really good night. Eve Ponds had I think thirteen points, three blocks. I mean, so he continues to to put his defensive prowess on tape, but it just continues to bother me the fact that nobody wants to lead this basketball team. Here's the thing: lead by taking a shot that you don't make, but have the courage to take it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think, I don't know. I, I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe I'm mad that you take it, you know, because you've been cold for so long. But I just want somebody that wants the ball in their hands. I don't know. You know, my, my big movie that I talk about all the time is uh, is is the replacements. But the one thing Gene Hackman told Keanu Reeves, or whatever his name was, Coach whatever, told uh, Co- Shane Falco was, he says, winners want the ball in their hands. And that's a true statement. You may not win every single one of those, but I want you to be willing to take the shot and believe you can make it. And our senior, our leader, and that's what I'm going to call Jordan Bowden because he's earned that role. He didn't want it. And that bothers me. I don't know what that says about his psychological side. I don't know what that says about his role and what Barnes has put him in. But at the same rate, we got to fix that. We got Vandy, which is arguably, we got Vandy and Arkansas that are the two that I feel like should be wins on this schedule. But with that being said, I had South Carolina circled as a, as a must win. To me, and maybe you can talk me off this ledge, Boone. Bye-bye NCAA tournament with the loss on on Saturday. And then if we lose one of those other two, Vandy or Arkansas, bye-bye NIT. Yeah, you you got to have the the winning record to get in there. Right now we're we're just we're hovering right there around 500. You made a good point a few shows back. I listened to you and there's only three of these guys that have ever played together. And Viscovi, I don't know if we did the math all the days. 
might add up to eight weeks. But it, it's taken us so long, we know, to find our identity. Maybe it was the Georgia game that we really took a big leap in that direction. I think Fulkerson might have had three, four, five touches, and that's just horrendous. That That's no recipe at all. I think we came back after that game, and Coach Barnes basically told the guards, get it in the big man's hands. Uh, Carolina was anticipating that, would you not say? And, and they, they were horrendous. They, they brought the assault, and they were just really rough on the interior. But our big guys uh, end up going off. We, we got to eliminate the turnover somehow. I don't. Maybe we need to just do suicides full speed. Wayno, and when we're totally out of breath, blow the whistle, stop, run up there and shoot foul shots. And you can't even breathe. And uh, but that's the way the game is. Maybe we have to simulate it. I think we got to simulate taking the moment. You know what I'm saying? And when I, what I'm talking about that, what I'm saying about that is, is you've got to seize the moment. You've got to take a moment and really – Know when the team that you're playing is is struggling and be able to you know kind of master that, kind of get back and and take take a little advantage of that. I thought there was a point in the second half there uh, where where South Carolina they couldn't buy a free throw. We'd put them to the line, they doink two or front end of the one and one, they'd miss it. Even Bob and and Bert were making comments like this is the worst free throw shooting team I've ever seen, or this is you know this is. You know, I don't know that they can buy a free throw, or I don't know that they can do this. I don't know that they can do that. But you know what Tennessee did off off the, the missed free throws for South Carolina? Nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. It's just one of those deals where I didn't think – kind of to back up, I don't think we took, took advantage of their poor foul shooting. I mean, they were, as Bob would say, Bob said this is the worst free throw shooting team I've ever seen. And they just beat us. Yeah, we were we were cruising along in good shape for a while, and it looked like we were still going to have them searching for their first win over us in three seasons. But Jordan Bowden, one for seven, 0 for three, three points. He only got to the free throw line uh, three times. I think uh, – I was either watching the show or reading. I think he really misses Lamonte Turner. Uh, just forget about last season. I, I know it's just so different, but um, we we got to we got to seize the day. Carpe diem is the old <laughs> Latin phrase, uh, famous uh, Robin Williams movie. Seize the day. I, I know we got our. Uh, McDonald's All-Americans on the way next year. But let's build this groundwork, do better. And, uh, oh, I was so disappointed. Do you think that last call was a flop, Wayno? I, I mean, it, it's touch and go. I, I mean, I think you you got to get in there and try to do it. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? But at the same rate, you know, I've got orange-colored glasses. So, no, I, I, I thought I – thought, the guy didn't get set. So, yeah, I thought it was a flop. But at the end of the day, um, and, and I'm, I'm going to be hard-nosed on this, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Give me a call if you think different, 865-983-4310. But to me, 
that one possession didn't win us or didn't lose us that basketball game. It was not taking care of business on other opportunities, on free throws, uh, 20 turnovers, blah, blah, blah. All the tail of the tape that led to that, that defeat uh, wasn't, wasn't made on that last possession. Well, our Rocky Top guys, Viscovi had four turnovers. Folky had six. They were all under the basket as he was karate chopping and battling, getting the ankle biters off of him. And Plovsic comes in off the bench and gets three. But um, yeah, we got we, maybe it's a it's a language barrier. We got to tell him that we don't want turnovers. We want points. Get, I'd rather him have three points and no turnovers than three turnovers and six points or whatever. I'll be honest with you, Wayno. I, I was not pleased with the officiating, and it, it's it's so weird, folky, almost like a Groundhog Day. Uh, 1.8 seconds against him way back in January when he, he got the charge call in his favor. And this, the same team, and it was under 10 seconds. And I don't know if, if the officiating said, oh, my gosh, we can't let it in with the same player, <laughs> the same time left on the clock, the same way. We have to – everybody says things balance themselves out. but See, the problem is, though, I don't think it was the same crew. Uh, and then I think in the moment they don't – they may – I just didn't think – I wouldn't think they would have that, that thought process. You know what I'm saying? And it, maybe, maybe I'm just sour, but to me, the only thing left for this, uh, this, uh, this Vols team to do is Carpe Vandy. Seize Vandy. They need to Carpe Auburn. They need to Carpe Arkansas, and then they need to continue to Carpe, Carpe, Carpe. I mean, it's got Carfox, but you – know. oh, We thought it was a dream maker, but, it's man, it's a heartbreaker. Uh, all I can say is Tennessee's got to they they got to take care of business. You know, this could this could be it's one of those years. You know that I've said you got to learn through and you've got to do things. But I was just real sour coming out of Saturday night when when nobody wanted that basketball. You know, here's the thing: you can teach. You know, you can get them up to speed to be the college level. You can make them want to shoot, but you can't you can't you can't you can't manufacture confidence. You can't manufacture, I want the ball. You can't manufacture, I want to take that shot because I want to win this basketball game. But you're on the big stage. Everybody's going to see it anyway. I mean, I mean, if you don't have the courage, just go over there and say, Coach, go ahead and take me out. I'm going to embarrass our team and, and, and back down, put somebody in here that really, really wants it. But we can do better. We, we've got to. Well, and the problem is old Stackhouse has Vandy playing pretty good, and the fact that they didn't hit a three against us the last time, we're going to see the best version of Vandy come to Knoxville. It's going to happen. So we better be the best version of Tennessee we've got. And if that means if that means a couple guys get to sit down and kind of watch and, and learn from it, I think Tennessee football does that from time to time. Let's start you from the bench, and we'll see what happens. I think that's got to happen. We've got we've to put five guys out there that want to win. If we turn it over 30 times, I'll be happier than somebody not wanting to shoot the basketball. Well, you know, it, it's so amazing, college basketball. There are millions – let me back down. I mean, there are just thousands and thousands of game plans. And as you're sitting there and you're looking, there's just no way to figure out what that other coach has cooked up for you. All the combinations, we're going to take away this player, we're going to take away that player, we're going to milk the clock. I mean – you got to have a really good imagination, and you you got to just execute that game plan. Players have to buy into it and go after it. And these away games we're seeing like that. 
Yeah, and, and and like I said, some of these guys, it's the first time in, in, in arenas. It's the first time against that school on the road. But I still <laughs> I still go back to that thing, same old thing. Quit turning it over and act like you want to be there. And foul shots. Right, and knock down some free throws. So, yeah, absolutely. I think Vescovi plays his heart out. And he's, just, he's just undersized. He gives up a little defensively. But I, I think he's going to grow in that role. I think John Fulkerson wants to play his heart out. I think Eve Pons wants to play his heart out. But the rest of those guys need to need to join the join the club. They need to get in there. They need to dig in, and they need to say, "Listen, we're either going to win together, or we're going to lose together." But the one thing they're not going to take away from us is us. And and I think uh, I think right now we don't have that. I think I think we've got some individuals out there that uh, that that are interested in what their their percentages look like. They're interested in what their 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 memories are going to be, and not what their now is. And I, and I think we got to fix that. Bizarre, bizarre season overall. Wild, zany, madness, and and what really hurt was uh, Josiah James missing the entire month of October. It, it, it when you get to this time of year, it, it just shows, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I'm I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, we can get mad about it if we want to, but it doesn't change anything. Maybe we'll just grow up. Grow out, and then in the offseason work a little bit harder because we, we left some things out on the court in 2020. But, Boone, let's take a quick break, listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk Lady Vols. Uh, we're going to try to finish up today doing that and then push XFL uh, to Tuesday with Jeffy Mack. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind right here, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go Go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Rural King has the lowest prices on everyday household items. This week's Rudy special is a 12-pack of toilet paper or a six-pack of paper towels for just $2.77. Compare that to $3.99 at the other guys. Get 175 ounces of extra laundry detergent, now just $4.99. And check out the heavy-duty mat that's three foot by four foot for just $12.98. But hurry in. These are while supplies last. Check out the huge selection and lowest prices every day at Rule King, America's farm and home store. A workshop on human trafficking is presented by Natalie Ivey, Executive Director of the Community Coalition Against Human Trafficking. It'll be 10 a.m. to 12 noon, February 22nd at the Chilhowee Club, 223 Clarion Avenue in Maryville. Parking is behind the building. It's open to everyone. For more information, contact Jamie Daly at 865-661-9055. 
Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, shiftprinting at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. As the demand for a more skilled and technologically advanced workforce has grown in Blunt County over the last decade, a driving force to get more young adults trained to work with our local companies and businesses is the Blunt Partnership. The Blunt Partnership has created working relationships between the public schools and industries to develop education initiatives that prepare an upcoming workforce with the skills needed for them to succeed and build a career. To learn more about these strategies, log on to BluntPartnership.com. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Are you looking for that perfect gift for someone who loves the outdoors? Consider a subscription to Tennessee Wildlife Magazine. If they hunt, fish, or just enjoy backyard wildlife, they'll find it chock full of interesting articles and great photos of the wildlife right here in our state. They'll think of you every time a new issue arrives. Log on to tnwildlife.org to subscribe. It's just $10 per year. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKBL studios right here at Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out right here at the finale of what's been a good Monday edition. Boone, the Lady Vols, we've talked men Vols and, and, and got my little soapbox out on that, and, and I didn't put it up. Uh, I left it out because the Lady Vols in the midst of a four-game losing streak added to that yesterday as they drop another one. Uh, to to Texas A and M. Now, granted, this four game skid. Let, let's let's put a little perspective on that. It's number one South Carolina at the time, number eight Mississippi State. LSU was a strong matchup just because you had beaten them the first time out, and then A and M was number sixteen in the country. So it's not that you've lost to scrubs. I mean, you've not lost to just teams that you shouldn't lose to. You didn't do the the old. Uh, 
let's just say the last regime because I don't want to run some names through the mud. But let's just say the last crew would drop one to a team that to give them their first SEC win. You know, they drop one to Alabama like five times in a row. So I don't think it's, you know, hold all you mama's pearls because things are going down. But I do think it's a little worrisome that, that again, it, it's it's kind of same song, different verse. With the ladies, you just don't see the fight in these girls that you think you should see. The tallest, Coach Kelly Harper actually told us on this show, the tallest Lady Vols crew she's ever had or in, in program history but there's not there's not a whole lot of fight in these in these girls. I mean, it's like it's like a Great Dane. They're really big and they look really kind of massive. But they're scared of their own shadow. There's some girls on this floor that I, I just wish would get mad every now and again. I wish they'd go off. I wish they'd you know go up strong and score. It's just not happening, Boone. I, I don't know. And, and my father-in-law, me and him, well, you know, he and I, I guess is a better way to say that. We watch the basketball games and we're just we're perplexed at what shots they miss and what shots they make the decisions to pass when and where in traffic or not is this i guess try to walk me off another ledge boon is this a team that that is culturally trying to shift because you're going from holly to kelly or is this is this like is this deeper than that is there a is there a cultural thing that these girls just aren't aren't workers and and Kelly's going to have to either either fix that or recruit that out of them. I think it's the time of the year where there's a lot of the grind, the school stuff coming in. Uh, first year with Coach Harper, uh, getting used to these on the road SEC games. This came down to only two points, and, and I'm like you. I look at so many different opportunities and. I think, wow, we had so many chances, but it's just it's just a weird year where the the turnover and the the rebound thing keeps rearing its head so quickly. Um, big causes there, but I think a lot of it we know is the fact that uh, some of these teams you look back and well, that coach and these players have been at it for three years, and we're rookies. The the coaches pounding home our way to do it and getting the game plan together there. Uh, I was really upset with the, the clock management there. Um, was one of the issues I had. I kept thinking, foul, foul. And uh, our girls on the court, uh, I don't know I don't know if they lost track of the, the seconds left. or uh, We almost had the turnover. I know that was encouraging. But that chance didn't come again. There were some valuable seconds that went by. But um, Coach Harper said this was uh, one of the uh, first games they had fought really hard for, for 40 minutes as far as really, really getting after it. Did you see that? No. <laughs> I would argue about 34. You know, maybe maybe 34 good minutes. But there was a few possessions that were just off. Like just check out – Leave the mint on the pillow because girls are gone. Those empty possessions kill you. God, they get me so upset. And, and the thing is, is, is here's two things that you can fix real quick. You know, because I know anybody who's – well, you, it's hard to fix a lot of shooting problems in season because you don't have a lot of practice time. You can't get in the gym. You'll wear them out, blah, blah, blah. Here's two things you can fix. Don't throw it into traffic. 
don't pass into to three different people with wrong color jerseys. And, and then taking a good shot. You know, here's the deal. And Jordan Horston's going to be probably one of the better shooters we've ever had if, if she'll hold on to it. If she'll between the ears get it right, she could be great. But here lately, she'll flat throw it away or die. Late in the game, when things are on the line, she gets frantic, defense pushes out on them, and she goes, I don't want it, I don't want it, throws it away. Renia Davis, Ray Burrell, and every now and again, Massengale are the three girls that I like right now. They play a really good brand of basketball. Renia Davis knows her shot and knows how to go get it. I like the way she plays. She's argue, unarguably the leader of this basketball team. Ray Burrell does some really nice things. I think Tamari Key, when she gets to understanding how to play her size instead of trying to play meek, because she she'll, she puts it on the floor way too much when she's down low, when she just needs to catch and shoot. But I, I think there's a nucleus there that can be really good, but it's just not showing itself right now. And, and what I'm getting at is is I think there's some things you can manage. You can you can work better on, on understanding clock management, even if there's one person on the floor that that's their job. Hey, hey, there's 10 seconds left on the shot clock. Hey, there's five, you know, it, scream it, you know. The place is loud anyway. What's one more yell? And then there's ways not to turn it over. Tennessee had 21 assists yesterday. That's a really good stat. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a nice place to be. That's sharing the basketball. That's that's getting people in position to score. But they also had a ton of turnovers. You need to fix the turnovers. You need to fix the, the understanding of what you want to do, not what you're told to do. And I think young basketball teams have that problem. You know, it's it's I I'm a big, I guess, proponent against this. Dribble the basketball, look to the side court. Dribble the basketball, look to the side court. What am I supposed to do, coach? There has to be some feel for the game, don't you think? That we need to take and, and really work with. And I just I don't see that right now, and and I think Kelly's got a hard job ahead of her because culturally she's got to make this shift and try to win basketball games. You know, she's at eight losses, so, I mean, the, the all is not lost. Tennessee's still in, in good position, but they're in position – they're in, in in they're in worry of, of losing some, some round, you know, first-round buys in the SEC tournament, and they're, they're in worries of dropping some seeding if they don't, if they don't straighten this thing up, win these last four basketball games. What really hurt us, we know, was we went six of 16 on foul shots. I mean, we missed 10 of 16. A&M hit 28 of 33. To Mary Key, like you said, she could only manage one foul shot going in on six tries. Ray Burrell shot 50%. She hit three of six. And Jade McCoy had two attempts. Now, remember, we only lose by two points. She missed both of them. Uh, Coach Harper – Put the press on, then she went to zone, then she went to man. She was trying everything. And just one of those weird games. Again, you got to just get it out of the back of your mind that you've lost three in a row. Oh, no, we can't lose four. There's a there's a log jam. I think we're like seventh overall in the entire SEC. Well, I don't mean a, a big log jam, but you got your uh, – your 15 and 9 teams in there. LSU is uh, right above us. And um, we, we've we just got to get more effort. 
get more hustle. Uh, like you said, occasionally just just scream it out there and get to, get the communications. It doesn't matter what it looks like, what it feels. Make sure they know what they're going to do, and you have to just almost really anticipate the things they would do wrong because we're this uh, player with thirty seven points. I mean, that killed us. She oh. she could not miss. Why not? We had uh, two of their tall forwards inside were uh, there with four fouls. We had the three-point deficit. The best way to make points is to score two points and no time runs off the clock. What are you talking about? Well, you, you go in there and you get them to foul you, and suddenly uh, no clock runs off and you're only behind one point. But Boone, I, I look at the, the stat line, and, and the turnovers are glaring. You, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's 16 turnovers to eight for A&M. They had eight points, or we had eight points off turnovers. They had 19. They beat us by two. What does that tell you? Don't turn the basketball over. You win a lot of games. And and I think Tennessee's got to work at that. I think they've got a lot of room to improve. But I I think Kelly's on the right track. I think she's got a a hard work ahead of her. As You you can be too tough in today's athletics. You you can't do the, uh, what was the Bear Bryant thing, the, the junction boys. You can't do that anymore. You can't just beat it into them. You've got to be be methodical. You've got to do some things that, that gets it right and then hope that the, it sinks in, that, that the, the players take the coaching. But uh, I think they've got some room to move, and I think they've got room to improve. But uh, Lady Vols got a four-game stretch that they have to win. We could pull a – take a page out of Geno R.E.M.'s playbook. Ladies, Let's say big cuss words in the post-game press conference. Uh, not that page. Not, not that, that page. We're going to take 20 trips down the floor. You will score all 20 times. You will not turn the ball over. We will be calling fouls. You will hit at least 95%. Stay there. Don't back off an inch. Force them to do it. Aim way, way, way high. Uh, anything goes at this point. Yeah, I think I think you gotta you gotta get out of the the common things. You gotta you gotta get a little creative with your play calling, and you gotta get interesting uh, with your lineups. We'll see what they shift around. Uh, they've got four more games, and I think they're all must wins for the Lady Vols. But uh, right here at the end of it, Boone, let's uh, let's give a little credit uh, to some some people. Uh, Mr. Joe Anderson, Maryville High School, go Rebels! Yeah, breaking uh, Humphreys' all time scoring record at Maryville High School. Humphreys, of course, went to Florida, uh, so that's big shoes to fill. Mr. Anderson is now the lone standing point scorer in Maryville High School history, and he will head to Furman uh, to further his career. Uh, but great win by the Rebels against Alcoa there, there Friday night, and the Lady Rebels did the same. So uh, 4-0 and at the, w, uh, at the Blunt Broadcasting Rivalry Series as the Rebels take all four matchups and get it done. Uh, on the hardwood but uh a lot of goodness coming and a lot of things to talk about but we've run out of time here boone we're gonna get on out of here tomorrow jeffy mack will be in studio we'll talk xfl we'll open up that can of major league baseball worms one more time and then we'll talk about the hot topics that are locally right here in the blunt county area but we've ran out of time don't miss the top of the hour jason swain the swain event But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.